This product contains strong language, intense violence, two dudes resisting the urge to make out with each other, and excessive discussions related to poop and wieners. The Tilted Casuals podcast is rated M for mature. So, um, I was on the toilet. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about you. I like where this is going. Um, which also, by the way, an ice cold day on days like these right now. Ooh, yeah, really, really, really nice. Yes. Ooh, I'm sure. Cold water right in the butt crack feels pretty good. Ooh. But I was thinking, I I haven't asked you what uh, what are you currently playing right now? Oh, we haven't asked that, have we? No, we have not. God, fucking amateurs. Um. Well, right now, I'm kind of switching back and forth. Uh, I'm on my Xbox Series S. Um, I've primarily been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, ever since you told me to check it out. I'm loving every second of it. I'm obsessed with that game. Um, I can't tell how far in the story I am. I feel like I just got to Act 2 not too long ago, so I feel like I've still got a little ways, depending on how many acts there are. Um, But it's it's absolutely incredible. I already love... uh, it's not really a deck builder, but card-based gameplay. It's close that enough, right? It, it's close enough, yeah. It, it kind of is a deck builder, actually. Um, just not like the traditional sense. But I already love that aspect of it. We've already established that I'm a whore for everything Marvel. And yes. Ghost Rider is in this fucking game. Even though it's not my favorite Ghost Rider, it took me a long time to accept Robbie Reyes um, as an actual Ghost Rider. I wasn't a fan of him at first, but honestly, playing this game has really... Um, sorry, I'm drinking a Pepsi. I'm very burpy today. But <laughs> I'm holding game, one in, so it's okay. <laughs> just let it out, man. Um, <laughs> playing this game has really uh, warmed me up to Robbie Reyes. He's a cool character, and you've played the game, so you know the card I'm talking about. But the Hell Ride card is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Where I he was just, just going to bring it up. Oh, yeah, coolest so fucking cool. move. If if you guys haven't seen this, a I highly recommend Marvel Midnight Suns. Um, if you're not a huge fan of like tactical turn based role play type games, maybe not. But if you're okay with that stuff, and especially if you're a Marvel fan, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, it's a phenomenal game. But uh, when you're Ghost, the, the way the game works, if you're not familiar, is each hero you can, can you can give them a specific eight card deck, and that's kind of where the deck building aspects of it come in. Uh, you can unlock new cards, and you can um, slot them in to each hero's specific eight-card deck. And each mission you go out on, you uh, select three heroes, um, and their eight cards, for each of their decks come together so that you have a 24-card 20, deck uh, each mission you go to. And you shuffle in like a hand of five cards or something like that, and that's the hand that determines what you're going to do this round. You can move, attack, do special abilities, stuff like that. One of Ghost Rider's cards, it's one of his most expensive cards, but it's a really powerful effect, it's called Hellride, where you target like a line of enemies, so it helps to have a bunch of enemies in front of you. And the the cinematic that happens when you play this, his fucking, if you don't know Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, instead of having a motorcycle, he has like a Dodge Charger that's covered in flames, which I thought was a little bit ridiculous at first. I was like, that doesn't seem very (laughs) practical. (laughs) But now knowing that he can, like, summon this thing wherever, and it's almost like a Batman-type thing where he can drive itself, it's pretty cool. I can definitely see the utility of it. 
Um, but it, it like pops out of the ground in this like whirlpool of hellfire, and he like jumps on top of it and like with like one foot on the fucking engine that's sticking out of front, and it does like this slow mo pick a uh, slow mo scene of him just arms wide. <laughs> and then that hell, that hell charger just plows through whatever's in front of me. It's the most incredible fucking thing. I have done that move. It's if you, I don't know if there's a statistics where you can see like your most played cards, but every single time I see that card come up, and I do play Ghost Rider a lot because, as I said before, he is my favorite. Um, I will play that card every single time, uh, even though it discards my entire hand, so it pretty much ends your turn. Uh, I will play it because it looks phenomenal. So, I've been playing that a lot, uh, although recently I'm trying not to get burnt out on it so much, so I've been switching back to the Dead Space remake that I'm playing through again. So, uh, that's, like my, that's like the two that I've been... Whenever I do get the chance to play something, I'm usually playing one of those two. Two incredible so. games. I love, um, for the, that ultimate move, trying to intentionally line up as many people in a straight line as you can, mm -hmm. and just seeing if you could just massacre everybody in one go. Yeah, I think because the it does. Like I was like nine kills at once. Just holy, whoop. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does so much damage that aside from like a boss enemy, you're gonna one shot every single thing in your way. So yeah. it is a very powerful move. It's incredibly strong, but it's well balanced because it costs a lot of energy and it discards your entire hand when you play it. So it kind of has to be. Uh, this is your last turn. This is your last card you're gonna play this turn most likely. So I think they balanced it pretty well. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I uh, I randomly just got back into Destiny Two for some reason. Okay. Not not a hundred percent sure, but uh, you know, welcome to the Tilted Casuals again. Absolutely. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I figure. I figure. What kind of gamers are we if we don't talk about you know games we're actually playing at the moment? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that just the other day. Actually, like we haven't like mentioned what we're playing, but yeah, it's uh yeah, but for me, it's I don't know the Destiny Two. Is big right now for me. Uh, I was kind of just in the mood for just a fun first-person shooter that I don't really have to like pay too much attention to. You know? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, because uh, I've been playing through the Lightfall expansion, the new one, and it was it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on because you know I missed the past like five expansions. But oh know. yeah, if I ever get back into that game, I'm not going <laughs> to know what the fuck is going on. I'm just going to yeah. be here to shoot stuff. What better way to get back invested into the lore than to skip? four years <laughs> worth of destiny <laughs> i cannot believe they're still expanding that game like hey i'm happy for him because i remember when destiny one came out and it was a shit show and then destiny yeah. two came around and i guess redeemed the whole franchise because they're still pumping out expansions for that thing yeah i i don't know if you remember specifically but when destiny was first coming out it was advertised it was supposed to be you know multiple games multiple expansions but each base game was supposed to be set to last 10 years each mm -hmm. and i don't remember how long destiny one was out but i th i don't even remember if it made five years before two was at least confirmed I don't even yeah it was only like two or three years i'm pretty sure it wasn't very long at all it was short enough to where i was like really they just fucking came out with a game and it sucked so i was very yeah. surprised when two was announced yeah because two right now is on it's on year six um, and I, I remember really enjoying it when it first came out. And then once the first expansion released, Bungie kind of like exposed their scumminess. 
where they they I, I mean I think it came out that it was a majority of Bungie like it was their say but they they caked in all these paywalls where they locked the base games content behind a paywall requiring you to buy the DLC because you had to have um an increased light level to start doing things and uh it was like the base game dungeons now got amped up so like the highest level gear you can get from just owning the game wasn't high enough of a requirement to allow you to get into dungeons you already own because now there's an expansion out and you needed to level more to go back to old content. It was really weird. There was a whole lot of backlash about it. And I think I'm pretty sure they fixed it eventually because now there's a whole like scaling system and all that shit. But right. that's when I, I stopped playing. I didn't even bother with it because I was, you know, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's too much to it's not it's not worth keeping up with all that uh i remember mm. when destiny came out which we've already established i was never really much of a halo guy and this was supposed to be like the the next halo kind of but i did play a little bit of destiny one and destiny two um i never really got the gimmick like it just seemed to me like it was a, a space-based shooter where you may have had like a magic power or two, which which was cool enough. But I never saw like what was supposed to make this one stand out from everything else, and it probably was just the the online component and the fact that it's almost just like a living game that's supposed to keep going forever, yeah, almost like an MMO, but not kind of. So I guess it was that. But young stupid me from six years ago didn't understand any of that. So um, I guess that that makes sense at the time. But, you know, what's yeah. another really, really fun first person shooter from like back in the day that I like to go back to every now and again, Titanfall 2. Oh, man. There was a time in my life when I was obsessed with Titanfall 2 and specifically the multiplayer. Like, I'm not usually a multiplayer guy, but Titanfall 2's multiplayer I like invested in. And even still, when I go, oh, because it's on Game Pass now with my Xbox Series S, um, I went back to it. I'm really happy, but it still had my old profile. I thought I was going to have to start from the beginning, but thankfully Xbox saved my progress from when I played it years ago. But it's just a really fun, just a fun game. It's one of the most underappreciated, underrated games in general that I can think It absolutely of. is. Because Titanfall 1 was kind of a mess. I remember it had a, it had a lot of things going for it, but it was just executed pretty terribly. Yeah, but it it uh, it built up like a cult following, and then Titanfall two came out, and Titanfall one was originally just an Xbox exclusive. Titanfall mm -hmm. two re released on everything, yeah. And so for a lot of people, it was either it was their first experience with it, and yeah, me included. Holy fucking shit, dude! Titanfall two was a solid, solid game. It was. It, it introduced a story mode finally, which the first Titanfall didn't have, but they didn't yeah. just include a story mode for the sake of it. It's actually a really good story mode. Yeah, there's a lot to it. There is, yeah, and there's some there's some emotion in it, like your relate the relationship between the character you play, voiced by the god himself, Matt Mercer, um, and mm. your Titan, yeah, is incredible. Like I cared for this mech that I was <laughs> uh, riding through the entire time. It was just a really neat way to do a story, where instead of just hopping from mech to mech like you do in multiplayer. It was the same mech the entire time, but just with like different loadouts that you could equip. So the story was really, really impressive, and the multiplayer was awesome. I love the multiplayer, and I'm not usually a multiplayer guy. So I like too with the multiplayer aspect where they still kept like PVE elements, where there's mm -hmm. like 
other things to do if you're you know not not that good at like an online yeah. shooter or something like that you can kind of run around and still get points by like you know murdering the npcs and stuff like that yeah it's it a, really it good, really cool, cool way to do yeah yeah it was, a, it was a it was a neat element that i wish more games would try to figure out a way to incorporate yeah i prefer but it is, to call of duty because i, I a lot oh, of these yeah. multiplayer shooters just try to emulate call of duty but Titanfall 2, and probably the first one too, but Titanfall 2 is the only one I played, did a lot of stuff that Call of Duty doesn't have. Like, a lot of the weapons were really cool, but there was a big emphasis on the parkour elements. It was Call of Duty. When they had it, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, so bad. I would, I would rather play, even to this day, with all the new Call of Duties that are out, I would still go back and play Titanfall 2 over any of that, because it still holds up to this day. Especially since, A, it's on Game Pass if you have Xbox, but if you only have PlayStation, you could probably go out and find it at your local GameStop for like five bucks. Yeah, and The multiplayer true. is still going strong. Like, you can get into a match pretty easily. I was on one just the other day. I'm terrible now, unfortunately. It was so, it's been so long since I played it that I, got, I jumped into a match, and I shit the entire time but it didn't take long to queue up into a match at all so the multi the servers are still going strong so if you find it at the used section in gamestop for like five bucks and you haven't ever tried it out i highly recommend it yeah i don't i don't know if the pc servers are back active again i'm pretty sure they're permanent shutdown from well, that from i don't know i only ever play on console yeah we had a that's what i played primarily on and the day that i decided to install it on pc was the day uh the hackers were running rampant because they were fed up with apex and they thought the way to make respawn develop titanfall 3 was to hack titanfall 2 to make it unplayable and then respawn's response was to just be like all right <laughs> no more titanfall 2 for anybody click it's wonderful yep which it sucks too because like finding out that respawn was the ones who made the uh the executive decision to scrap titanfall 3 and it wasn't actually ea is kind of heartbreaking <laughs> i was really wanting a titanfall 3 because i was invested in two yeah for so long. like respawn like they they gave us like a arguably a perfect game in my opinion like mm -hmm. or as close as you can get especially for just like a, a first person shooter which oh yeah you know, they all end up feeling the same but titanfall 2 still stood out mm -hmm. um but finding out the you know the developers that created this and like gave this to us we're the ones that just pulled the plug and they're just like, now nah, we're going to focus on Apex. And Apex is like, it's a shit show nowadays. It hasn't been really good in like probably like a solid year now. I haven't played it in probably like a solid year or two. So I played a little bit when it first came out and it was pretty fun. It had enough of the, like at least as far as being on foot, it had enough of the stuff from Titanfall to where it still felt good to play. But I hadn't played it in forever. So. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Because like, yeah, they, they, they us... kept the lore and stuff, but it's I don't know. They, Without just, the mechs, it's like eh. Yeah, it became just like a typical free to play game where eventually you're expecting them to just only care about money, and all mm -hmm. they do is just release like rehashed skins over and over again, and <clears throat> that's it. No, no new content really. The only thing that they've done recently that was really cool was they made a permanent rotation of their their party game modes. That were uh, they were like limited time events where they had like team deathmatch, um, like a capture the objective type mode, and then they made oh, okay. gun, gun run and all that. But they would only be out for like four weeks, and the community has been like asking for like a permanent mode for forever now. And eventually, they they finally made one where it's all three of those 
balled into one game mode that cycles every half hour, like which game you're gonna play. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's nice, but yeah, it's something. It's still just Apex. <laughs> yeah, at least respawn is giving us great Star Wars games. Like I played, uh, um, what's it called? Star Jedi. Um, what was the first one? I know the new one is Survivor, but I can't remember what the first one was is called. Oh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah. Fallen Order is really cool, and I hear Survivor is even better, so. Yeah. At least they're still making really good, like, story-focused action games. So. Yeah, the new one does look really good. I couldn't... I, I, I played the first one for a bit, but I always end up kind of getting bored of it. I never actually finish it. I and never finished complaints... it either. <laughs> yeah, like, all the complaints that I had about it for my reason for being bored are all fixed and implemented in the second one. So I know I'm really going to like the second one, but yeah. I, I hate like jumping to a game without finishing like the prequels. But yeah, I don't know. me too. I just can't. So lost. My backlog is so big anyway. And the fact that I, I don't get as much time to play anymore as I used to, it, it makes me hard to invest into a game, especially one that's story heavy, like, like Jedi survivor is. But I will tell you that, um, the next game that I want to get... Well, I, I know the next two games I want to get. Um, Aliens Dark Descent. Yes. It's out now, but I haven't had the chance to get it yet. But it's, uh, it, it's that... Uh, six game, which is really cool. Uh, I, that's mm -hmm. a genre I haven't seen in Aliens yet. And it's actually got decent reviews. I think IGN gave it like a 7 or an 8 or something like that. So definitely not bad at all. Especially for an yeah. Alien game. I, I heard uh, the... People just said wait for a little bit because it needs to be patched. I heard the uh, yeah, that's what I functionality. It's kind of kind of messy. Yeah, but they said the game itself is really good. It mm -hmm. just has a lot of technical issues, unfortunately. Yeah. The fact that it's not a full priced game makes me even more um, willing to spend the money and get it because it's it's like thirty nine ninety nine for like the base yeah. game. You can spend like sixty bucks for like a deluxe edition, but I don't need all that shit. I just need the base game to have fun. So <laughs> I'll definitely get it whenever. A, whenever I have the extra money for it. B, whenever I hear word that they've patched it and it runs a lot better. Um, and, and C, whenever I can devote time. Because that's a game where I'll like have to tell my wife, like, look, I'm getting this game. You're not, I'm going to spend a couple of days on it at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what I did for uh, when Fireteam Elite came out and you and I played it. Um by the way, I, I haven't mentioned this before, but I'm a, I'm a big Alien fan as well. Alien is one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite horror movies for sure, but also just one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely love the Alien franchise. So yes, we have that Alien, in common. Yes, that's another thing we have in common that we bonded yes. over. Um, anytime a new Alien game comes out, I'm always really excited, especially here recently because they've actually been decent ever since Isolation came out. They're mm, haven't delicious. Our team Elite was what was. It wasn't fantastic, but it definitely wasn't bad. I had fun playing that game. And mm -hmm. here lately, especially with Midnight Suns, I've gotten a lot more into like the more tactical uh, style of game. So that genre in... Obviously, it's not turn-based or it's not um, card-based, but that type of game uh, is, more, is more appealing to me than just straight-up action game is. So I'm very excited for that. Also, um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for that. That's now, like soon, I said, right? I think it's in August, so I think it's sometime next month. Yeah, I'm pretty shit. sure. Game so, Pass, too. I guess it, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think I heard about that. So yeah, Game Pass Day One. I'm, I'm gonna be able to. Yep. Dude, Game Pass is the gift that keeps on giving. It's phenomenal. Um, I, I've already said I'm not a big multiplayer guy, but just like Alien, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the original seventy three, seventy four movie, um, is a, another one of my all time favorite movies. It is a classic. I will love that movie until the day I die. So. The fact that they're making a video game. It's, this, it's the same people who made the Friday the 13th game, right? Isn't it Gun Media? I believe so. After I think the, it is. The fiasco with that. And that was a great game. Sadly. Did yeah. you, um, have you booted it up today by chance? Friday the 13th? No, I haven't played that thing in years. They, uh, today officially, because it's, it's getting shut down permanently. Yeah. The last day of the year, um... If you log on today or any day from this point forward, as as of today, uh, they unlocked everything for everybody. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's sad, yeah. but it's a it's a, it's a nice kind of going away thank you gift for everybody. It's like you can have yeah. everything. It's fine. Don't have to unlock any anything. So I yeah, may actually I, have to. I went on today to check, and they even uh, all the perks are upgraded to the legendary quality too. So, uh, so got all the skins. Have, yeah, literally everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, that's such a good like. I hate that that was that was done. That's I hate that they're going through that because you can tell that they have it's a genuine tough. love for the IP that they're doing. And I I played the game when it first came out, not a ton because I was in college and so I didn't have a lot of time. Just <laughs> like I don't have a lot of time now. Yeah, but and it, so it was solely multiplayer so i couldn't devote a ton of time to it but the little bit i did play was was really cool i had a lot of fun it was the first kind of game of that type that i had ever played so it was a very fun game especially if you're playing yeah. with friends like it was just so oh, yeah. stupid fun yeah exactly and with, with them doing texas chainsaw now now that i'm kind of out of college and can kind of do my own thing i can even though i don't have a lot of time in general for games I can still, uh, it's easy for me to just carve out some time, like, a couple of nights when I get home from work, or like a weekend, I can just tell my wife, look, this is a, the big game that's coming out for me, I know I don't usually do this, but I'm going to want to spend some time with this, and she will usually let me do that, because I don't play games a ton, as much as I used to, so she'll usually let me, she'll give me the time that I need to really a couple of days into a game to get my fill of it before I kind of go back to my usual schedule. So I'll do that with Dark Descent and I'll do that with the Texas Chainsaw game when it comes out. So those are like two... Diablo 4 I want to get at some point too, but that's probably further on down the road just because... Oh, so good. Yeah. All, both of my brothers have it. One of my best friends have it. So many people have Diablo 4. I know I'll love it because I love Diablo 3 um, and it looks phenomenal. So I'll get it eventually, just not at this moment fair enough can't argue with that logic man we got sidetracked we did holy <laughs> shit <laughs> but hey at least we're talking about apologies <laughs> yeah that is true yeah, that's uh, kind of the point man i'm glad right. you opened with the bidet because i was just thinking the other day like you know in our intro it says we talk a lot about poop and wieners but we haven't talked about poop and wieners in a while so yeah 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 we had a Knock at least one out, right? We'll, least, we'll, we'll yeah. mention a, a penis at some point today. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up, knowing us. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back uh, back on track. Well, you know, speaking of of tracks, Mario Kart Double Dash. Am I right? <laughs> oh, man, hell yeah! That. 
What a segue. And phenomenal segue. Oh, a segue would be a cool cart for Mario Kart. <laughs> it really would be. Right? Picture like Donkey Kong or like Wario's giant I was, ass. I was picturing Code. <laughs> <laughs> Man. The Donkey yeah, Kong be like me. bigger would be even more funny. Toad would have to have like a, you need like a stool on it too or something. Yeah. Ah! So I'd have to ride a Segway. Oh my God. Oh. All right. Yeah. So, you know, since, since the, the, the cannon has been adjusted and our, our positions have changed yours, yours intentionally, mine, not so much. Change to missionary. But, you change to doggy style. Yeah. Yeah. Or reverse cowgirl. Either way, it's a, Ooh. can't go wrong. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, Yeah. Now that I can officially talk about Mario Kart Double Dash, I'm going to talk about Mario Kart Double Dash. Which it's, anytime, it's nine. anytime you mention it, you have to realize too that when they made the game and titled it, there's two exclamation points at the end of it, so you have to scream it, which I won't do. Oh, yeah. But anytime you mention it to someone else, you have to do that. It's it's not Mario Kart Double Dash. It's Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, Double Dash. Double Dash. Yeah. And uh, this uh, you this is the one you haven't played, right? You haven't played Double Dash. Correct. My wife has played it, and she's told me a lot about it. She couldn't remember the name of it, so it was just like whenever she talks about it, she's like the one with like the second person, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's, it's Double Dash. I know what you're talking about. So I know of it. My wife has definitely played it. I just I did not have a GameCube going growing up, so I never played it. That's fair. Um, I know I've talking about it number nine on. Going, we're still going through our top ten games of all time list. By the way, um, this is Joe's number. We're this is the number nine episode. So Joe is talking new about number, number nine. nine. The new number nine, yes. The new number nine. Um, yeah, but with the uh, that whole thing with the uh, the one with two people, it's weird that still to this day, because Double Dash was on GameCube, they've still have yet to implement another time the whole two player factor on one cart. And I, I don't know why, because it worked so well in Double Dash. It was so cool because you could do like every game mode because there's there's four different game modes and each one allowed you to do two players on one cart. And the feedback was phenomenal. I, I don't know anyone who's played Double Dash that hated it or disliked the two player aspect, but it, it worked really well. The, the game was really well received. They got good ratings. It sold very well. And they... Uh, they just they just have never done it again. And I, I don't know why. And I don't think I will ever understand why they won't do it again. Like, e even with uh, the Mario Kart on the Switch, where it was like a remastered version of the Wii U one with a whole bunch of new content and stuff like that, mm. they could have, you know, made some bigger carts. <laughs> Let us do co-op Yeah, again. I don't know. I mean, it's already one of the best-selling games of all time, so I guess they're like, we don't need to because enough people are already playing it. Or like maybe they've got it in their back pocket. Like maybe, maybe like when they're finally about done with this game, you know, they're gonna pull an Animal Crossing on it and be like, "This is the last update we're doing, we're bringing back Double Dash." And I would cry. Yeah, the internet, the world will go crazy. Uh, it will become the best-selling game of all time, like even adjusted for inflation and stuff. Every human being on Earth will own Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch. Even if they don't have a Switch, they will just go out and buy it because they're compelled to because of the Double Dash. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just, it's such a good idea too because they they can uh they can even do multiplayer because uh for for Double Dash at the time they 
they wanted to apparently like the staff that was involved with the development of it had had like envisioned doing a multiplayer but they said like the technology at the time for the gamecube i guess just it like wasn't enough to support online multiplayer which i don't know if i believe that because i mean ps2 and the og xbox had online functionality and like there was a ton of you want to know something hilarious go for it i didn't know until fairly recently that ps2 and like that era had online capabilities yeah there were like additional add-ons you had to had to get i remember like xbox 360 and up yeah they uh even the 360 still had a well the original models had to have a a network adapter on the back with a little antenna it plugged into the back usb port and then i think it was the third generation of 360s where they finally discovered what wi-fi was and they just (laughs) built it into the system but yeah because i i had the og 360 back in the day and that thing still it was like a little a little rectangle with a tiny port plugged it into the back there was little clamps that stuck onto the back of the console and you had to pull the antenna up and make sure that the light turned green and that was a that's how you connected online and it was kind of similar to what you had to do for the ps2 where uh it was like another rectangle shaped thing that hooked onto the back of the console but the ps2 one was this ugly just hunk of plastic and just slap that shit on there and then uh yeah you got to play like socom 2 u.s navy seals online which is all i did when i was like fucking 11 the greatest <laughs> game that series needs to make a fucking return it's been too that's long that's what i've heard i've heard that from a couple of different people yeah socom was phenomenal one and two three was okay and i think there was a fourth one like ps3 but it was dog shit and everyone hated it but one and two man especially since they were they were that game that implemented uh voice commands so you had like the little shitty headset on that came with the game and you can tell your wow your squad for the uh this the story mode like you give them voice commands and they would do it you'd be like uh alpha team stay frosty and they would all like prone and like sneak through (laughs) it was it was so sick they understood my little yeah it, that's that's how i felt for me they would understand there was like uh generic commands they would give you like in the instruction manual but then mm-hmm. they also understood like a a big chunk of like military terms too oh, and wow. like if you learn it would do the same thing as whatever generic things like you know stay frosty they'd also that's put, like, silencers on and stuff yeah like ps2, PS2 man it was sick it was so that's good Everybody loved SOCOM. I'm very surprised that like we haven't had like a return of that series by now. I, I remember there's been rumors the past couple of years, but I don't know. Uh, I I I'll wait till I see something. It's like Bloodborne on PC. Like uh, you heard us, game devs. Two things that you need to bring back: SOCOM and the Mario Kart Double Dash feature. Yeah, Nintendo and I don't remember who made SOCOM, but if you if you're listening to this, get on it because we need it been too long yeah, yeah so uh super yeah, so interactive I, super okay Dude, maybe that's okay. why <laughs> the wikipedia page lists three developers for socom u.s navy seals zipper interactive slant six games and the united states navy oh well there you go the navy is listed as a developer that's how serious they were about it, man. See, it's just like Spyro having a fucking astronaut make his <laughs> flight. They're serious about this shit, man. Yeah, they were too. I remember it was uh, it was like 
highly recommended and uh, like praised for the the military aspect to it because it was, it was really very cool. lifelike. Yeah, solid game. If you ever get a chance to play them with the shitty PS2 headset, highly recommend doing it. I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, because that sounds dope. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, they wanted they wanted online multiplayer for Double Dash, and then ultimately decided against it. I don't really know why. The I don't think the technology thing really makes sense to be honest. Because there was there was a lot of games that were ported later to GameCube that were already on like PS2 and Xbox that looked and ran better, but they they just uh, maybe it was laziness. Maybe they didn't actually want to take the extra step, which I would believe because. Especially Nintendo nowadays, they haven't really changed, you know. Kind of stingy about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like the Switch, the Switch's capabilities are just just a step up from the GameCube. Even yeah, though I love my Switch to death, bit. but uh, I don't know. They're, they they could do more. I feel like they just we just don't want to. I um, don't know what it is, or if they're afraid that like we can't have. It's kind of like a Ultra Instinct Shaggy. It's like, I'm only using 2% of my power. <laughs> if I use yeah. any more, I'll just start killing shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can't handle Nintendo's Nintendo just with afraid full... Of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't even my final form, Nintendo. Well, I'll risk it. Show me. Uh, yeah, at this point, like, it's a little more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, so I, I, I really like Double Dash. I think that's really cool the more you play it is uh they kind of had that um it's been done in other games but i'll, I'll just bring up dark souls because it's easier where <laughs> we swear we do not compare everything <laughs> yeah. to dark souls everything won't be maybe it will i'll try not to compare <laughs> that's what i'll say i'll try not to compare everything oh my to gosh dark we souls. should do like a segment where we try to it's it's like that this like the 7 degrees of like bacon or something like that where everything can connect back to to kevin bacon we should do oh, something where we yeah. like we try to connect everything back <laughs> to dark souls <laughs> it can be done and we will do it <laughs> mark it down write write this right down right now that we are going to do that we'll we'll find a way um yeah, so it's kind of like the Dark Souls experience, right? Where you're playing it first time, so whatever, you beat the game, you're like, okay, and you do like your next playthrough, and then you start to notice things more and more, and it's like when you're kind of just wandering and you're just like looking at your surroundings, like in the distance, you're like, oh, that's uh, that's an Orlando in the distance. I, I Now I recognize that. And then you're just like, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and you're like, oh, this is that zone, that's that zone. Well, Mario Kart Double Dash, all the tracks were connected in like the world so depending on certain locations like as you're driving around and if you look off to like the side or something like that you'll you'll notice other tracks and like oh yeah and like little like uh like monuments and stuff like that from other tracks like oh, on shit. um yeah like on a dino dino jungle when you're driving up to a certain point you can see uh the donkey kong mountain from like the dk map and then on Rainbow Road, on certain hills, when like you're going down and you look down far enough, you see that you're right above Mushroom Kingdom, which is Mushroom City. And uh, on the Luigi's Circuit map, uh, I think it's like towards the end, like where the the flag is. You can see the actual like Luigi's Mansion from the Luigi's Mansion game, and they use the mansion for the battle mode. So it's like another. Oh, map. dude. So you fight like in Luigi's Mansion, and one of the other battle maps is a GameCube. So like you fight on a GameCube. 
Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But it's just like stuff like that, which I thought it's it's kind of neat because obviously, you know, the like the entirety of every track isn't happening like all at once, but they right. have like enough elements from each track to where like, it, it, it feels looks like, like you're it's... yeah, it's like you're racing like in a world, like a hub. It's really cool. Yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. Which, that's uh, something they didn't have to do, but they took the time to do it anyway. So that that's just really cool. Yeah, exactly. And then there's like uh, there's like a bunch of like little things like that. They're kind of scattered around, which are really, it's like watching the Super Mario Bros movie where you're just mm. looking for Easter eggs like um, yeah. in, in Double Dash, uh, any map that has trucks on it, they have like the original 1980s, like Mario video game sprites, like on the sides of them. So like while you're driving, you could see like the old shitty blocky like Mario design and stuff like that. That's cool. Yes, yeah, so it's 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 pretty neat. And um, it just kind of adds to the the allure of the game. Like, yeah, you could tell they put a lot of effort into it, and they made it fun, and they had fun making it. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is all you want because it's a it's a party game. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Phenomenal party game. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm hearing from the sound of it. I need an hour long uh, lore introspective video on Mario Kart Double Dash from Vadividia now. Uh, <laughs> see dark souls again <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen we're gonna try not to but it's probably gonna come out so which is his like calm slow speaking voice the whole time mario kart double dash was released in 2003 <laughs> on the nintendo gamecube <laughs> exactly yeah i need it two hours let's let's get it we'll just spam Incredible. him with requests <laughs> for real oh my goodness yeah, um, they also, they added, uh, like, fully new power-ups for this one, too, which I thought was pretty cool, as, a, like, they, they kept all the original ones, like, uh, you know, all the shell colors and, like, <laughs> bananas and stuff like that, but, um, the new element to it was, uh, there was, like, super power-ups, so each, each set of characters, because there was, like, Mario, Luigi, Toad, Toadette, uh, Wario, Waluigi, King Boo, PD Piranha, like stuff like that. They had a uh, like a shared super power up that like only they could get, which is pretty cool. So there was um, like Donkey Kong had uh, what was it? It was a like a mega banana. So instead of just like the regular little banana peels that you would throw and just like leave them on the track, they would get these like ginormous ones this like half the size of like the road that you're racing on oh. and you would just throw a huge one and it would just sit there and it had like a mean face instead of just like the derpy <laughs> eyes like it was pissed and uh it was super hard to get around and then when you hit it you would like flip and all that shit but then it would explode into like five mini bananas oh so, no yeah so there was like a cluster grenade of bananas <laughs> in mario kart oh that's incredible was, yeah and then um, another cool one they had was the the chain chomp. So I I can't remember if the bullet bill was out at this point. I don't remember if it was before or after, but it was similar to that. But you had you you became like a giant chain chomp and just like you know like one ape shit, which is pretty <laughs> cool. But you had a little bit more freedom. And then uh, the other one that people really liked were the Yoshi and Birdo eggs because they were like the pair. <laughs> so. You'd get you'd get the egg, and then you'd lob it at someone, and it would have the effect of 
like a, a red shell. <laughs> so like go in, hit them, they would flip and all that. And then the egg would explode and it would pop out three power ups and they were all RNG, whether they would be like beneficial or like a negative effect. Ooh. So you had a chance to like hit someone in front of you, blow them up and immediately drive through and get like another power up. And then someone else behind you hit like a like a negative, like a debuff. Oh, that's hit cool. By that. Yeah, that's it, it was weirdly strategic for a Mario Kart game. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it made it so much better when you're playing in co-op because you would have the person steering and they wouldn't have to worry about like all that shit. And then the person in the back handles all the power ups. So, you know, you can strategize like who's going to get hit by the egg and oh, that's all that really stuff. Cool. And, yeah, I'm going to have to find either a Wii or a GameCube, whichever one, and play this game. Because, hey, I think my wife would really enjoy it because she does have fond memories of playing that game. But also, I need to play this shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, Double Dash is it's it's an experience. Um, and the, the other thing was you, you start out with a good chunk of the characters, I think. What I can remember, there was only four that you actually unlock, but they were worth it. It was um, Toad and Toadette, and then you would unlock um, King Boo and PD Piranha. But each character, even though like you didn't have a bunch to unlock, each character had like a a special cart that you could unlock, mm. and it was you know better than like the just like the standard like basic ones. They were all kind of like mm. themed, which is pretty nice. Um, and I think it was cool was Petey Piranha and King Boo, like they drove around in a pipe. The big green <laughs> Mario pipe was like their special that's, cart. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh it was it was pretty neat. Um Yeah, I don't know. There was just like so much heart into that game. And, it sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. They really should bring a lot of that stuff back. That'd be really cool. That's what I'm saying. And it's it's been requested for like so long it's 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 very strange at this point like i I know nintendo and whatever aren't the best at kind of listening to the fans on like remasters and stuff that they want because there's i don't know there's a shit ton like it took this long for a metroid remaster you know right yeah i I don't know i feel like just because of how successful the current mario kart is especially with um what did they call it like the the tracker, the dasher pass or whatever. Was, I don't even know something like that. Yeah, it was like last year. It was like six waves of like mm-hmm. released content with like new characters, new carts and like, I don't know, like 40 tracks from like something new like ones that. and like old yeah. ones or something. So I, I don't know if because of packed. how well that is. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 on the switch is like it's it's insane. There's a um, reason it's the best best selling game on switch. It's it makes yeah, sense. It does. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. They're they're slowly getting there with their their virtual consoles from like Nintendo Online, because hmm. um, they have what do they have now? Uh, NES, SNES. There's like the Genesis one, Game Boy Advance, N64, and it, I don't know. You've, you've been hearing it for so long that like, oh, the GameCube virtual console is coming. It's it's gonna show up, and like we're still waiting for it, which. I don't really understand. I mean, the Wii was backwards compatible with GameCube. I don't understand what the right, yeah. <laughs> the issue is with Switch instead of, you know, selling us GameCube ports for $60. Like hey, they did yeah. with the, the fucking, the, what was it? The, the, the Mario Anniversary Collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was $60 for the three games, which is fine. But the Super Mario 64, like, wasn't even the upscaled 3DS version. It was like the actual N64 version, which is yeah. it's fine if you're playing on it. But I mean, if you have a 
a version that runs and looks better and it's cleaner that you can mm-hmm. easily just port over to a new system like well, just do that man like make it worth right, the money yeah because you can't Real. even buy that collection anymore because they only did it for what was like six weeks or something like that for mario day a few years like ago that. i feel like i still see it at gamestop every time i go in there if it's like a used copy or whatever but it, it, yeah. it made it seem like it was going to be a lot harder to find than it actually is <laughs> in fact mm-hmm. i'm Actually, I'm pretty sure I bought that for my wife because another game that she played on the GameCube was Mario was uh, Super Mario Sunshine. So I bought Incredible that for game. her just just for Sunshine. It's really funny watching her try to play it because she hasn't really played any games since the GameCube, so she doesn't understand oh, wow. how the control how the controller works. It's adorable. That's tough. It's a great game though. Super Mario Sunshine was. It's a lot of fun. I never played it before. Right. I like watched her play it. It seemed it seemed really cool. Yeah, it's a neat game. It was uh it was it was nice because it was a completely completely like fresh take hmm. on the Mario games, or it wasn't yeah. sure. a generic kind of thing. Like even as good as Super Mario sixty four is, it was still kind of just Mario, but just three D. Yeah, but you know, Sunshine implemented all these other elements, which was pretty cool, hmm. which I liked a lot. And then I think right. they uh. They took that and carried it over to like the current games. How they uh, there's more going on than just you know jumping on enemies right, yeah. and going down pipes and stuff. Yeah, a lot of a like, lot of neat mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Which is I'm nice. actually really excited for Super Mario Wonder. Um, yeah, it seems interesting. I'm always I like the 2D Mario games. Like I remember when we had the Wii. Uh, my parents actually got us the new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Uh, when it came out, like with the yep. red box and everything, and that was actually my first real Mario game. Like I, I have memories of playing like the original Mario when I was really, really young, but I wasn't young enough to really know what it was or what it was all about. So the new Super Mario Brothers Wii was like my first full-on experience with a full Mario game and understanding how the worlds work and all the different powers and stuff. Well, not counting Mario Kart Wii, that but that's that's kind of different. Uh, and we had a blast with that game. That's a game that I could play with, uh, that we could play with our parents. They would play like four player co op with us. So, oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. a game that I probably could have put on my top 10 list, but just didn't. But it, so I'm actually really looking forward to Super Mario Wonder. It's, it's nice to have another 2D Mario, a brand new 2D Mario game to look forward to. Yeah, I actually, um, just experienced the game when they, they did the, uh, was it the Wii U version, but then they ported it onto Switch semi-recently-ish. Yeah. I've, wanted, I've wanted to get it, I just haven't yet. Yeah, I have that version, and it's it's really good. I do like the whole four-player mode. It's, it's really mm-hmm. nice to have. And then I got um, the new Paper Mario at the same time. <clears throat> I, I love that. Paper Mario is another super cool take on like the Mario world. Yeah. So another another highly demanded game is the, the Thousand Doors, as everyone keeps asking for. I've, I uh, I didn't GameCube. play that one, but I, I watched Game Grumps play it, and it looks really cool. It is. It's neat. I mean, I'm shitting on them, but I uh, from Nintendo Direct, I'm very surprised that Mario RPG is getting like an up, updated Switch version. Apparently, that's a big crazy. Deal. Yeah, Mario did, RPG was wild. When didn't I know anything out. about Mario RPG. No. Yeah, it, it was very surprising because that's a obviously it's it's hard to say like cult following just like per definition because it's it's still Mario, but it was one of those games where it was a very tight knit group of people 
liked this game because it was very different from the norm. But is it an actual RPG? Yeah. Yeah. It came around that, that same time when those like JRPGs were kind of just getting their foot in the door. Oh, wow. It's turn-based and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Shit, I'm going to have to keep my eye on that because that I like that shit now. <laughs> Do you have, uh, you have like, Switch Online, like the the Plus or whatever, the ones that comes with like the virtual consoles? I don't think I do, no. I never bothered with any of that. If you do, because it's... I think the, the base one you need for... Aside from the N64 to be included, it might be Game Boy Advance 2, I don't remember. It's like, I don't know, $20 for the year or whatever. But <laughs> on the Game Boy Advance virtual console is Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That's in my top 20 games. It's on Game Boy Advance, and it's like a duo mode like one person controls you play as Mew and luigi but it's a turn-based rpg game with like all these power-ups and like abilities and stuff like that and it had like a, a weird mechanic where like you could like do more damage of give you like utilized like attacking on each other and stuff like that it was really weird very bizarre but highly highly you know, highly highly recommend that if you're into turn-based games now now that you mentioned it i do remember um because my younger brother Gabriel used to have a Nintendo DS. I think he had a couple of them actually. Like he got a DS and then he got a, a, a 3DS. I do remember Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, and that was a turn-based game, kind of. I think. Uh, the con- I think the combat. Was, like, I think one. it was still a platformer, like just exploring. But I think when, in combat it was turn-based. I'm not for sure, but I remember playing that a little bit. Oh, interesting. I don't remember. There was a sequel. I forget the name of it, but I don't remember if they made a third one or not. I don't know. I just remember the cover was like something with slumber, maybe. I forget the name of it. Oh, yeah, that does sound. Let me let me look it up. Because that was the sequel to Super Dream Team. Dream Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of Mario and Luigi games. Paper Jam, Dream Team, Partners in Time. Then, yeah, Inside Story. Interesting. Are those all from Superstar Saga? Like sequels? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. That would be pretty cool. I did not know there was that many. I only remember like two. I mean, yeah, if anyone else has played them, they can probably agree with me that Superstar Saga was Other's Inside Story is the third title in the Mario and Luigi series. Succeeded by Partners in Time and succeeded by Dream Team. Okay, so I guess it was uh, its own separate kind of thing? Maybe branched off? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I didn't know there were that many games in the Mario and Luigi series. Yeah, apparently. I did not know that either. Cool. Learn something new every day. Mario is a franchise that transcends all genres. Like, I can't wait for the first-person shooter version of Mario to come out. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll be something. It'll be like a... Probably like a Mario Sunshine spinoff. Probably, yeah. They, they can do postal. something. It'll make, it'll make sense. It'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, he goes, like, postal with the fucking little water backpack and just goes deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, double dash, man. That's what that's what we'll do when we hang out eventually. Double dash. We'll, just, we'll play the living shit out of double dash. I'm here for it, man. 
So excited. You know, uh, on the topic of Mario Kart, I found out um, that the original version, the one on uh, on Super Nintendo, um, it was censored in Japan, even though they made it, because at the end of like the at the end of the races if if peach is the one who wins she celebrates by like popping champagne <laughs> and they censored it because of the alcohol oh wow because i guess it's a it's a rated e game and alcohol i guess technically is supposed to be like at least tea i guess so. at the time or something i don't i don't know how the ratings worked back then but yeah i i found that kind of kind of odd that you yeah. developed the game yourself and released it with that, but then censored it like on your own platform. <laughs> Japan, you played yourself. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. And then also for uh, for Double Dash, apparently there's like a couple versions. I think I, I read that the U.S. was included. I had to go dig up my copy and look, but uh, the L on Luigi's hat is backwards apparently. So I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of kind of weird. That's kind of weird. I have to check to confirm. I have read the U.S. and somewhere else, like the PAL versions or some shit like that. Uh, Yeah, they 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 fucked up his hat. (laughs) That's funny, and that's that's something I don't guess you would ever notice because who's looking that close at a hat in a racing game? You know what I mean? It's like, oh fuck yeah, and you just pop it in. Well, apparently it was on the it's on the cover art. Oh, like on the box, yeah. So research. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe if they've uh, altered it online. No, let's take a look. Yeah, two exclamation points. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you got to include those. You got to include the exclamation marks. Uh, Luigi is like looking to the side in the box art, so I can't, can't, you can't see. Oh, you can kind of see it if you go on something that zooms in. You could see like. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, the bottom line of the L's facing the wrong it's going way. Going left, huh? Y'all, so he's Juigi. <laughs> dear, dear listener, you go look up images of Mario Kart Double Dash, and you can you know you can go on like eBay and like just hover your mouse over it to zoom in. If you that's do exactly that, what I'm on. <laughs> that's what I'm on too. Yeah, it, Luigi is looking to the to, to the to his left, our right, his left. So you wouldn't be able to see it unless you zoomed in. But yeah, the the horizontal part of the L is pointed to the left, not to the right. So it's totally backwards. Oh, my God. That's bizarre. I want to see if I can find like... It's a fun little Easter egg. Thank you for pointing that out. I would never yeah. have noticed. Yeah, there you go. That's like the only one I see. I don't I don't see it corrected on anything yeah, else. Yeah, I don't like see it. any other covers. They're all... It's very funny, man. I wonder how long it took for them to notice, and then like, I don't know how they ever would have fired anyway. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. Every Luigi, not Luigi. Damn it! Every screenshot and picture I see. Oh, here's the official guide. Let me take a look at it. It's normal on the main menu. Can't everywhere else. It's this. It looks like it's the same on the official guide too. So even on the book. Hilarious. That's unfortunate. That's very funny. That's crazy. I guess that's what happens when uh, the games make less in Japan than they do uh, in the states. 
I just don't care. We don't have the funding to correct this. (laughs) That's like on par with the with the penis on the Little Mermaid uh, VHS box art. Oh my god! What a classic. I say penis. We 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 talked about a penis now. So there we go. There's the wiener. We met our quota. A wiener has officially entered the chat. Yep, there it is. There's there. I'm looking at it right now. It's it's a dick. <laughs> it even looks it's like, veiny. <laughs> it's like in the castle or something like that. It's right? in the castle. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like I don't know how you could look at that, or like I don't know how the artist who drew that wasn't like <laughs> that's a penis, unless he did just as it like had to have been intentional. Like just look yeah. at that thing, man. That's that's a penis, man. That's a big old dick. <laughs> that's a full chubbed out cock <laughs> that, yeah it's not it's it looks erect too like that's a ready to ready for action dick too oh, yeah, he, he, he's standing tall yeah, and proud standing at attention for sure man uh, i love it good old disney but yeah that's uh that's nice. all i got for mario kart man it's like it's a good pick. game if you haven't played it you gotta play it <laughs> mike I mean, it's <laughs> definitely on my list yeah yeah, it, it one of these be. days, because Jessica would, would, I think, would really enjoy us having a GameCube, just so that she can relive, uh, relive that. GameCube is just, it's so good, man. There's just, yeah, so many good GameCube games out there. Mm-hmm. And I wish, I wish there was just like an endless supply of GameCube games mm-hmm. that don't cost a bajillion dollars to try to play. <laughs> Because yeah. some of them are quite absurd if you're trying to sure. them nowadays. Sure, yeah. Especially if you're like a pain in the ass and like a stickler about it like me, and I, I hate just buying retro games disc only. Oh and no, I, you gotta have the I box. I need a box. Yeah. They even for me they even have to have to have the manual. Like if it doesn't have the manual, I'm a little broken inside. Yeah, I can I can I can deal without the manual depending on the game. If it's something that like I'm I'm getting to collect that I I love and I want like a physical copy. It has to mm. have the manual in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If it's something that you're wanting to play, you don't have to have it as much. Yeah, but the the box is always a necessity, especially for the GameCube for how tiny those discs are. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're small little fellers. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, Mario Kart Double Dash, ten out of ten, or I guess. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Say, so, hey, still uh, good, still great. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I shall pass the torch to you, my good sir. Awesome. So number nine. Oh, my number nine, and I actually did some research on it this time. I'm not just shooting. I'm not just shooting from the hip. <laughs> um, boo! It's, it's, it's Red Dead Revolver. It's it's boo, Red Dead Revolver. Boo him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo me. Oh, before <laughs> before I begin. I cannot forget to do this. I have to, I have to publish my YouTuber apology video. Oh God, here we go. I got my ukulele ready. I didn't notice. Just for the record, I can take responsibility for this because I, I was listening to our last episode um, while driving to work one day, and I noticed that I don't remember why we were talking about it. We're talking about Smash Bros. for some reason. I think maybe we were talking about the Mario movie, and I was talking about how we wanted a Nintendo Cinematic Universe with yes, the Smash Brothers. The Nintendo Verse. We were talking about like just how characters got into Smash, and I wanted to say Solid Snake, 
what I actually said was <laughs> Master Chief. <laughs> and I Man. am very ashamed of myself. Like, you don't have to tell me. Like, like I'm ready to revoke my gamer card, okay? And my defense, if I can have a defense, is A, I'm not a Halo player and I'm not a Metal Gear Solid player. So I really don't know much about either of those characters. But... I obviously do know the difference between them, and I know who they are, and that it is in fact Solid Snake who was in um, Smash Brothers and not Halo. Master Chief, oh. and not and not Halo guy, <laughs> Mister Halo himself. Yeah, so I just wanted to correct that before someone noticed and tried to cancel me. So I will leave you with: I am not a groomer; I am a loser. So, Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, I uh. I told Liana about this, uh, my wife, um, because I thought <laughs> when you messaged me about it, your your, your ukulele comment <laughs> made me chuckle. And uh, <laughs> so I was telling her, and then she doesn't she doesn't game at all. Like she's she's played Mario Kart a few times or whatever, but she uh she was like, that's kind of oh, surprising. Man. She looks like a gamer to me. She like. She used to play like PS2 and GameCube games like when she was younger. Like she's a big fan of the Lord of the Ring movie games, which are very good. And she's played like Mario Kart, like Mario Party and stuff. Like that's hmm. about it. Like she'll play a party game if enough people are playing and like you know yeah, fuck yeah. around, but that's about it. But I was I was telling her about this because the ukulele comment made me laugh. And she's like, wow. Yeah, he's gonna have to address that. He's probably gonna get murdered by these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, yeah, he will. You Leon, get it. If even, if even you know, then yes. <laughs> I felt so bad listening to it, and I felt even I I feel worse actually admitting to it. Like part of me was like, should I even say anything? Do you think people will notice? But I I know people will notice. People are are that crazy about it. So. They're gonna know. They're not gonna, gonna know. They're gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I figured I'd come right out and just say I apologize. I do know the difference. I would like to say it will never happen again, but it probably will because whenever you're recording shit like this, I don't know. You just get like record re- podcast brain and you just forget shit. All right. It happens to the best of us. It does. So anyway, now that that's out of the way, Red Dead Revolver, my number nine video game of all time. I watched a retrospective video of it today. Uh, I'll, the channel shout out to Josh Strife plays. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never visited this channel before, but I typed in the Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Revolver PS2 retrospective and his video popped up. So I watched it, brought back a lot of memories. It hasn't been that long since I played it, so it's not like I forgot every aspect of it, but watching through the retrospective really brought the memories back. Um, if you're not aware, Red Dead Revolver was uh, came out in 2004. It was developed by Rockstar Games, so yeah, the same guys who made Red Dead Redemption and the GTA series. This was... One of the earlier PS2 games. Um, released for PlayStation 2 and the original Xbox. Um, so it wasn't a 360 game. It came out like right before the 360 was was around. Um, or if it, if, if it was already around, it just didn't come out on the 360. But it is a precursor to the Red Dead Redemption series, which is known worldwide now as some of the best games ever made. Red Dead Revolver was a little bit less known. It wasn't as successful. It got decent reviews, but it wasn't nearly the success that GTA or Red Dead Redemption was. Um, and I actually looked up some of the uh, uh, the develop- some development facts I thought was pretty funny. It was originally funded by Capcom. 
which I thought was pretty neat. It was a, a different studio was developing it uh, under the oversight oh, and funding of Capcom. All the way back in like 2000. Yeah. Um, it was originally... <laughs> um, the original name for it was SWAT. That stood for... <laughs> stood for Spaghetti Western Action Team, which I think is the greatest name oh. ever. I really hope someone keeps that because it's incredible. Man. At first I was like, I don't see where this title came from, but well, the, 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 <laughs> that is very cool. the SWAT name was before they adopted a Western theme. And when they switched to a Western theme, they redefined the acronym as Spaghetti Western Action Team. <laughs> Eventually, it was canceled after a long and troubled troubled development until uh, Rockstar Games bought the rights, acquired the rights to it. And long story short, Rated Revolver came uh, came from it. I wonder if there's an Easter egg like referencing that in the game. It would be hilarious. I it'd be really funny if there was. I've never heard of that, but you never know. It'd be really really funny. Um, it doesn't play. Even though it's like a predecessor to the Red Dead Redemption series, it doesn't play exactly like it. Like, obviously, yeah, it's a third-person shooter, and there is some cover mechanics, but it's not open world. Um, it doesn't really have... Um, it has a little bit of horse riding, but not much, hardly at all. It's mainly you're on foot. There's actually a little bit of platforming in some areas, which is really interesting. Um, and it had a couple of different characters you could play um, for the story. Story is nothing to write home about. It's a little all over the place. It's your typical revenge story, but it, it it's it's fine. It's, I'm not going to go through it. It's it's not something to, to write home about. Um, what the reason this is on my list is because just of the sheer amount of this that we played. Um, honestly, my brothers more than myself. My brothers, especially my younger brother Gabriel, was obsessed with this game. He demanded we play it the time i actually got sick of it after a little bit and i did not <laughs> want to play this game for so long so the fact that it is even on my list should say a lot about it because even though i got sick of it it did mean a lot to me for a big chunk of my childhood this was a like the game that we played as a kid especially the multiplayer um and there are a lot of things that i had never seen before in games like in, in other games that i had played where there was like a, a, a shooting mechanic you just had your gun out all the time this was a game where your default setting was not having your gun out. You had to hold the L1 button to draw your gun. And I thought that was so unique. That was so interesting. I had never seen that before. I thought that was such a good idea. And it's realistic drawing because it takes like a half a second for you to take your gun out so it's not instantaneous. Uh, the hitboxes are, kind of, are kind of generous. Like you don't have to be aiming exactly at them. So it's not hyper-realistic, but it, the, the drawing mechanic itself was was really fascinating to me when I was a kid. Um, and obviously, most games have that now where you have a gun, you hold you know, LT or L2 or something to aim your gun and you shoot. So it's not a new thing now, but back then, it was incredible to me. Uh, it was a really well-directed and shot game, like as far as like cinematography. Um, it's very re reminiscent of old Western movies, like spaghetti westerns, especially with the menus and the scene and the cutscenes had like this grainy filter over it that made it look like an old Western movie. Uh, it actually had an original, well, it's not an original soundtrack. The soundtrack was entirely composed of songs that had appeared in earlier Western movies, which was really cool. The soundtrack was actually nominated for an award, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, hold on, let me see if I can find it. I'm not for sure if I can. But it was awarded... Oh, no. Best Licensed Music at uh, in, at, at uh, GameSpot. It, it, oh. it, it didn't get it, but it was nominated for Best Licensed Music. And if you haven't heard the soundtrack, it's, it's bumping. It's really, really good. <clears throat> um, Only it's kind of all over the place. It wants to be super serious and dark sometimes, but then other times it's super goofy. Uh, Joe, have you played this game? I have not actually. I've you I've seen okay. gameplay of it. I played Gun, which is yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring <laughs> another <up Gun>. SWAT. <laughs> yes, Gun is actually, in my opinion, the superior game. Rated Revolver is not as good as Gun is, but I didn't play Gun nearly as much. Gun was a game that I think I rented once or borrowed from my uncle. It's not one that we actually owned, so I didn't play it nearly as much. But looking back on it now, Gun is the superior game. It's the better Western game from that era. That's very but, cool box art, too. Yeah, it's so cool. Joe, I want you to look up something for me. Is this going to involve your penis? Uh, That's later. Okay. So you can you know type in rated revolver because you're probably gonna want to specify it. Okay. Two words. Pig. Gosh. It is P I G like like a swan. It auto filled for me. It didn't <laughs> yeah. Look at this motherfucker and tell me that he doesn't belong in like. What uh, in God's name? Yeah. <laughs> That's a <He's>, big dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's got dynamite strapped to him. He makes like pig noises. It, like oh, I said, he was a uh, he was like a DLC. In, uh, you fucking kidding me? Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, here it. Legends and Killers pack. Oh, okay, it makes sense now. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, he, uh, for the multiplayer for Red Dead Redemption, the first one, there was the Legends and Killers pack, which was like references to, I guess, mostly Red Dead Revolver. Uh, but I never played it, so I couldn't tell. But uh, oh my god, yeah. it's got shit. He was one of the characters that was in that, that DLC. That's incredible. I never yeah. heard of that. Pig Josh, Ugly Chris, Shadow Wolf. And, oh, my God. How did I not know? Yeah, these are all characters from Red Dead Revolver. Every single one of them. Even Ugly Chris, who was like this very early game boss that you killed in like two minutes. I can't believe it. Shadow Wolf is your Native American. Mr. Kelly was the epitome of cool. I mean, just look at that motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta see the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, fine. Pig Josh. Oh, here we go. Pig Josh is a boss in that game. Like, this is a game where like every single level had at least one boss or at least some mini bosses. But Pig Josh is one of the more notable ones for obvious reasons. <laughs> He's one of the reasons why this game isn't completely known for its dark and serious storyline, because he just exists in it. So. Yeah, he's a he's a little ridiculous looking. If, uh, a little bit, yeah. If you haven't Googled it by now. <laughs> yeah, I, abs I absolutely have. He looks even yeah. funnier with PS2 graphics. I like uh, the dynamite headband. That's beautiful. Mm. Oh. Man just wrapped some dynamite to the side of his face and everywhere else on his body. <laughs> and he'll come up to you. And for some reason, he runs super fast. I don't know why. You'd think he'd be slow and lumbering, but 
this this the level where you fight him actually kind of used to scare me a little bit because of how fast he would run up on you. He would be like, and then when he he didn't carry any guns, you know what this motherfucker did when he came up to you? He would get right up on your ass. He would like do like a almost like a standing fetal position crouch, and then it would just blow up. He oh wouldn't blow up. He would still be alive. I don't know how that works, but he would just bam, and you'd, <laughs> you'd yeah. It was the, the weird out of. There's a lot of things in this game that's really tonally out of left field, but Pig Josh is something that really stands in my notes. I just have it in all caps underlined Pig Josh. So that's that's more than enough to understand why you wanted to is. bring him up. <laughs> yes, it's insane the rest of the game is kind of tame compared to that um the the menus are really excellent it does kind of the medal of honor thing where the main menu is kind of dynamic in that it's like a room with like a that you like move around in and look at different things to select uh different menu uh, options i love when games do that kind of thing the it's, menus a good, it's a great aesthetic oh absolutely the menus themselves like the the pause menu the shop menu the end of the 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 level complete uh, menu. It all looks like old timey newspapers or wanted posters. It looks really cool aesthetically. This is if you're a fan of the old west aesthetic, you will love this game because it it oozes old spaghetti western spaghetti westerns. Uh, this game. It's a nice touch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the Dead Eye mode from Red Dead Redemption did get its start in Red Dead Revolver. It's kind of the same thing. Time slows down. You paint the target with um, targets, and then shoot a whole bunch of bullets in like a second. So that got a start here and was really really cool. But what was really cool about the Dead Eye mode is that so Red Dead Revolver is kind of like a Lego game. Oh, okay. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you unpack that statement. What I mean by that is the multiplayer mode, you could unlock like every character that exists in this game. Just about. Oh. If it's a generic enemy that you shot in like half a second in an earlier level, you could unlock him as a playable character. The, you could probably look up a screenshot of like the multiplayer character select screen just to see how stacked this roster is. It's like the Time Splitters games multiplayer did that same thing. There's got to be like two or three dozen characters in this multiplayer mode that you could play as. Most of them are pretty much the same, except for their Deadeye modes. A good portion of them had really unique Deadeye modes that kind of made them stand apart. Like, obviously, the main character, Red, just had the standard slow motion paint the target with stuff. Uh, General Diego has a rifle that whenever you press R2 for Deadeye mode, it loads a flare into your gun. And whenever you shoot someone with that flare, two or three seconds go by, and then a big cannonball comes and hits them. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's dope. That's beautiful. It's really cool. There's a dude who literally just straight up do the like, the Hulk thing where he'll like pick up a boulder and toss it at somebody. <laughs> it's cartoonish, man. It's really out there. There's a there's like this clown, this poison clown guy called Professor Perry who will like take a swig of, of like poisonous snake oil and like spit it on you he's a fucking spider-man villain or something yeah uh, one character that i think you would um appreciate is mr black i want you to look mr. him up and black. take a look at his uh character model 
What's the first thing you notice about him? Uh, he's got a a big nose and a funny hat. Okay, but what's he carrying on his back? Uh, I can't tell. If, is it a coffin? The coffin. Guess what's it's in the coffin. coffin. Yeah, guess what's in the coffin? A dick. <laughs> Man, I wish. So for his dead <laughs> eye, when you press R2, he will take that coffin, flip it down on the ground in front of him, and a motherfucking Gatling gun pops out. Oh my god. It's really fucking dope. <laughs> Some of these characters, man, just had the most outlandish. It's almost like a... I don't know how to describe it. It's like Mortal Kombat fatality type stuff. So unique and so outlandish. That you can call this game a lot of things, but realistic is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I'd say probably not. Yeah, it's very cartoonish, but and, but it's still... I don't know, it's all over the place. It's really weird, and... Like I said, Gun is the superior Western game from that time for a whole bunch of different reasons, but Red Dead Revolver was nothing if not fun to play. Yeah, it looks like uh, I'll have to try to try to find this game at some point and play it. Cause that's, you should this, be able to find it on pretty amazing. You should be able to find it on PlayStation Four. Like it's not a hard game to find. Pretty sure it's available on PS Four. I don't know how the the multiplayer servers are 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 working out these days, but <laughs> you can definitely do split screen. Oh uh, yeah, fifteen dollars on PS4. Huh? There you go. Yeah, it's not it's not hard to find at all. I'll be damned. Yeah. And the multiplayer actually did a lot of really cool things. Like whenever you killed somebody, they like dropped a a, a pickup that you could that you that you could up but it was in the form of like poker cards and i forget what all they did i remember them doing stuff when you picked them up depending on which poker card it was but it was pretty neat like we spent as much time in the multiplayer as we did playing the story oh well, that's the sign of a good game then yeah honestly <clears throat> but yeah it was check it out then it was it was one hell of a game but and honestly there aren't a especially back then but even nowadays there's not a ton of Wild West games to pick from, like this and Gun. And then, of course, you have the Red Dead Redemption series, but it's all kind of the same, which I did learn. I thought it was, but apparently Red Dead Revolver is not canon to the Red Dead Redemption universe. I thought that it was, but it, they don't exist in the same universe. So it's really? more like a spiritual successor. Yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah. Interesting. I thought it would be really cool if, if there was like, apparently there's like some like Easter eggs that reference Red Dead Revolver. Um, but it's not canon. It, it, it didn't officially exist, but there aren't a ton of Old West games. I mean, there may be some that are, like, more fantasy-driven and, like, not real, but just as far as, like, an actual yeah Wild West game, there's not a ton. I was going to say, mean, the only one of recent that I could think of uh, is Hunt Showdown. It's, it's still, like... Is that a, even a Wild West game? I don't... It's like Western-ish, but it's in like a dark fantasy setting. Yeah. Like it's cowboys and like Native Americans and stuff like that. But with I always forget that game exists. Monsters. It's a cool game. It's just it's 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 tough to get into, but it's it's pretty yeah, nice. My brother played it for a little bit and he tried to get me into it, but again, it's a multiplayer game, so I didn't didn't really have a lot of It's like it's 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 the same thing with he tried to get me into um Rainbow Six Siege for the longest time. 
uh, or Dead by Daylight, and I've heard great things about it, but I'm just paranoid that I'm going to get into it, and I'm going to have to start from square one, and I'm not going to have any fun because everyone else is way more higher level than me, and <laughs> it's going to suck. It's, yeah. it's games like that that have been around forever just intimidate me because of how much stuff there is, and I'm coming in there square one. For me to especially Dead enjoy, by Daylight, yeah. For me, very to toxic community. Like yeah. For me to enjoy something like that, I'd have to get in from day one. That's the only reason I'm still playing Marvel Snap because if I was to get into Marvel Snap now, it'd be a lot more difficult because it is a toxic community. There's so many cards I would have to unlock, and it would take forever to unlock them all. And I tried to quit Marvel Snap a couple of times because it is it's there are parts of it that's really bullshit, but. I know that if I get out of it and I'm going to want to come back later, I'm just going to be even further behind. So That's fair. Yeah I, uh, yeah. I got tired of the meta in that game and deleted it a while ago. Yeah. You're not missing much. I would say, I will say that if you ever come back and play it, it's still a lot of fun. There's a lot of really cool cards that have come out lately. And obviously with the battle modes and stuff now, I'd love to play against you, but uh, I, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, I I appreciated the, the way they went about that game with like everybody gets like the same cards pretty much, and then there's there's really not much value to spending money in that game because hmm. I remember there was still stuff that you kind of get locked out of anyway, so it was just like you just play it and eventually you'll get stuff. But I remember because everything was based off of um, like set card pools depending on what level you were at. And hmm. All the cards got optimized in there to see which one you're going to unlock. If you even did unlock a card, because I remember, I, I think I'm pretty sure I messaged you about it. I, I went up uh, 50 plus ranks without getting like a single card. I just kept getting like alternate card skins and mm-hmm. stupid cosmetic kind of shit. And I'm just like, all right, yeah. something's got to change here, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting anything. It's been way too long. It's been like two weeks at this point of just playing and not unlocking a single new card. Right. That was the biggest complaint for the longest time was card acquisition. And even though it's not perfect yet, they have done a lot of stuff to kind of remedy that. Like nowadays, they have there's a section in the shop that will just give you a free Series 3 card if you don't have it yet. Like every week or every couple of weeks. You can just unlock a Series 3 card for free. Um, there's also... I don't, did you get out before the tokens? The, the token shop came out? I did. I did do that. I saved and I waited, and I uh, eventually got Thanos, and I did a Thanos deck. I, I, I still having, don't have Thanos. <laughs> uh, I, I was having fun with it, but it's like that was like the, the big issue was if you're not playing the meta, you get punished for just trying to have fun, mm-hmm. and you that, lose that's rank. Of, yeah, that, that's my biggest problem with it. Is there will be people who just stick to these metas, and it's really hard. I'm less salty about it now because I finally have unlocked enough cards to where I can kind of counter pretty much any meta I want to. Um, But it's still frustrating sometimes, especially since I don't have Thanos or Galactus or anything. But the token shop was nice because it was another way to unlock cards. But a lot of cards, especially ones that, that came out, that new cards that come out still cost like 6,000 tokens and it took forever to unlock tokens. I changed that now to where there's like three different slots in the token shop. One for the brand new series drops. Like a, if it, like if there are weekly cards that come out now, that's like the weekly card slot. 
There's a slot that's just for like ultimate variants if you want specific variants of cards. And then there's a, there's just another slot that's just like randomly cycles a card and that you don't have that might be an older series that's only cost like 3,000 tokens or something like that. So yeah. they're, they're getting better about the card acquisition system. They're not quite there yet, but they have made a couple of promising steps towards improving it for everybody. I just got so tired of the um, Killmonger, uh, mm-hmm. Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, just massive hand dropping dinosaur like the final turn yeah. having like 96 points and it was just, that was like the only decks i would ever see or the uh just like the one cost like zoo decks and it was just one it's been of the a while two since you played them because those haven't been meta in a while <laughs> yeah I don't, it... I don't see very much i see i'm seeing a little bit more devil dinosaur now that nick fury got buffed and they threw him in a devil dinosaur deck and it's it's really good now but aside from that, I don't see very much Devil Dinosaur. I see more Darkhawk than anything. Darkhawk is insanely popular. Um, the meta right now is it's a lot of bounce decks with Hit Monkey and Kitty Pride. Um, Phoenix Force just came out, and that's actually a really good card. So you see a lot of Phoenix. You're seeing a lot of move and bounce, and and then destruction has always been meta. It it will never go away because people love people are whores for destruction for some reason, <laughs> but. And then, of course, you have the Thanos and the Galactus players and stuff like that, so. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a, a Mr. Negative deck, too, I remember. That was, was really like a, popular. The last long, thing, yeah. yeah, that was big when I was playing last. Did you get out before Shuri was a thing? No, she was there. One of, were you, okay, because one of the worst metas they have ever had was Shuri and Red Skull. Almost every oh, single yeah. match you would go up against was Shuri, Red Skull, and then Taskmaster. And there wasn't a lot you could do about it because of cards like Cosmo and um, Armor and stuff. And that got really bad. They had to do a lot of changes to avoid that. That was one of the worst metas that, that ever happened. So, yeah, I, I, I vaguely that remember bad. that. Yeah. I, I don't play Marvel Snap as much as I used to. I try to keep away from it. If I can go a day or two without playing it and then come back to it for a little bit, I'm happy. I get my I get my fix. But there was a time when I would not put that game down, and it just was not good for my mental health because I would get tilted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, so bad with that game. It wasn't even funny, and I still do sometimes. So I have to watch myself. But as long as, if, if I can keep away from it for a certain amount of time, and then just like a lot, a little bit of time to play every now and again, um, it's it's fine. But I don't know what it is about that game, man. I just get so tilted. It's it's frustrating. I feel like because you you take the time, to, like if you, even if you're avoiding the meta, you're trying to like like theory craft like decks, mm-hmm. and in your head you're like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. Like these, these synergies are nice. Blah 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 blah. Like it looks good. It, on paper, it should be good. And then you use mm-hmm. it, and then you just get stomped by the same deck that's always showing up in the versus mode, and then yeah. Just like, all right. <laughs> I will tell you, Conquest, Conquest mode has made that better because Conquest mode, I don't know if you know anything about it. It's it's like the, the battle mode, but it's like, it's not tiered, but it has like a path you can go up to to earn tickets. Um, and the very bottom tier of that is just the Proving Grounds. Um, you can play that as much as you want to. It doesn't cost a ticket or gold or anything to go into. And the the cool thing that I do like about Conquest mode is it doesn't, there's no cubes at risk. 
So you lose Ooh. a match in conquest mode, even proving grounds are as high up as infinite. You're not losing any cubes. Um, so the proving grounds is a lot of places where I go now, especially if I've hit infinite already. But if I'm wanting to try out a new deck, you just go to proving grounds because you don't have. If, if you lose a bunch of times, you're not losing any cubes. So, no, oh, makes it easier. That's, that's nice then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, while we're on the topic of Marvel, um, last week, like the fifteenth we time since we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we brought up Marvel Nemesis, I uh, oh, I mentioned that I don't. I like. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't remember if I have my copy or not. Um, my stepbrother listens to the podcast and he messaged me while he was listening to it. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I still have your copy of Marvel Nemesis. Like, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, ah, well, oh, well, <laughs> I remember like, I, mean, you're I either let him borrow him. it or just like, <laughs> I just brought it over because we played it like, what's that? Like 15 years ago now. Something like that, it's, yeah. it's just been over at his house. And it's, it's just, it's I, don't know, I just thought it was funny. I was like, shit. I actually, probably do have it. <laughs> I actually just watched I, at least part of it. I started a retrospective video on it today just because it was on my mind after our conversation. So it looks shitty. Like <laughs> <laughs> visually, graphic, yeah. visually, it looks <laughs> awful. Like I don't remember it looking that shitty, obviously, but <laughs> it's very dark from what I can remember. This is very, there's no sunlight muddy. in that game. Yeah. All. They kept the edgy, very edgy by making it just Physically dark. <laughs> I could have sworn that Fault Zone's uh, butt cheeks were a lot more visible than what they actually are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a picture we paint in our heads ourselves. It, it is, yeah. Especially, you know, like 10 year old me that's like, <gasps> girl. Uh, yeah. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still needs a remaster. Oh. I don't give a shit. It, it does. I, I'm right there with you. And the day it does is. We'll call. I've never called out of work for a, like a, a, a video game release before, but I probably would for Nemesis for a, a remake or a remaster or whatever of Nemesis. Just uh, because I did it. Uh, I took two days off for Elden Ring. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a game I could, I could, I could see doing that. Yeah, I was waiting far too long for that game, and mm -hmm. it's like you know what. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad it was good. I, I, that's a game that I don't think it just met expectations. I'm pretty sure it exceeded everyone's expectations. Like, it was better than a lot of people yeah. expected it to be. For sure. Elden, Elden Ring is special. It's very special. It absolutely is. Never finished it, sadly. <sighs> I'm afraid to go back to it now because I put so much time into it. it it's a game that I, I, I always... I told everyone I talked to about it. That's a game that I would not be playing through again i don't think because the thought of having to start that game over with nothing is very intimidating it, it goes a lot quicker i i've how many times did i have i, I haven't played it in a while but I, i've definitely finished the game at least 25 playthroughs oh my fucking god yeah my my main three characters, well, my main one, just because I, I always have one character on Souls games where I just keep going, was <laughs> uh, New Game Plus 11, I think. Holy shit. And then, like, two or three other characters are, like, New Game Plus 5 or whatever, and then a couple are just vanilla, not even beating the game just for 
PvP and shit like that. But right, right, right. I have oh, I have God. played through Elden Ring quite a few times. Not as much as Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but it's it's right, up right, there. Right. Wow. Well, you're... last I checked it was like 450 hours. I think I have Jesus on Elden Ring. Christ. Yeah. I, I, well, I played between it the two lot. of us, you're the bigger Souls fan than I am, so that that checks out. Yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Oh, actually, another game that I'm probably going to be getting when it comes out is Armored Core 6. Oh, yes. I've From never Soft. played an Armored Core game mm. before, but I love for From Software being what it is now. And the, the gameplay that I've seen of it actually looks really sweet. So I'm, I'm going to be picking that up for sure. Yeah, they, they did a lot with this one. And it's, it's been a long time. 12 years, I think, since the previous... Wow. Armored Core. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they skipped a gen. Like, there was no Armored Core on PS4. The last one, I'm pretty sure, was Vendetta on 3 or V-Day, I, whatever. I think there was an Armored Core. I mean, I think there was an Armored Core on PS4, but I don't think it was very good. Yeah, I could be I wrong, heard. but I definitely look don't it up and remember. See. But I know it's been over 10 years, for sure last Armored Core game that came... Well, the last one, according to Wikipedia's release timeline, there's Armored Core 5, that was for PS3 and Xbox 360, and then Armored Core Verdict Day, which was for yeah, PS3 V-Day. and Xbox 360. So you are correct. There was, not, there was not an Armored Core game for PS4. Yeah, I think... I forget which of the two people really hated. I want to say it was 5. It might have been 5, and Verdict Day was like better kind of F5 version. I've got mixed or average reviews. Game Informer gave it a 6.5. IGM, IGN gave it a 7.5. So not bad, but definitely not super well received. Six uh, is just, I'm very, I cannot wait. It's been so, I, I, that's another thing, like, uh, Western games, pirate games, Viking games, and like, good mech games. There were, yeah. Not many out there. There's a shit ton of Gundam games, but like maybe two or three are actually actually like you know worth playing, and the rest is just. I would money think pits. that making a, a game about about mechs would be pretty easy to get right, but apparently not. Yeah, like I, I don't understand why. Like, anytime I'm in the mood for like a like a cool Gundam-y mech game, I'm like oh yeah, there's fucking there nothing. <laughs> There's all these rehashed of the same games that fucking Japan just keeps throwing out. Fucking Bandai. Armored Core 6 looks it looks like it definitely incorporates a lot of the Souls aspects of it, but like you can fly and shit, so Yeah, the, the fights, the boss fights and stuff that they showed in the trailers are definitely yeah, it looks more really heavily cool. Souls inspired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna be picking that one up. And I'm pretty sure that's an August release too. So Yeah, it's very soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, another another long episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. We're gonna have to add it to the the Soulsborne uh, discuss. Which who knows? We still have eight more of these motherfuckers to do before we get to the end of this list. So it might be out by the time we might. It might be out, and we played it and stuff before we get to that part of the series. <laughs> so that is true. Yeah, we we have a a whiles to go, mm-hmm. which I'm perfectly fine with. I'm cool with that too. Yeah. So I enjoy this thoroughly. Me as well. I hope that you do too, dear listener. Um, that's about all I had for Rated Revolver. Um, yeah, it's a great game. If you ever have the chance to, to to check it out, definitely do. If for no other reason than just to kind of see where Red Dead Redemption came from. 
Um, and it's not expensive. It's like if it were like a really hard to find game, I would say maybe don't worry about it because it's not a great game. But the fact that it's real, it's relatively easy to find and it's pretty cheap. And it's an early Rockstar game, so it's really kind of neat to see their early days if you haven't already. So it's definitely worth picking up if you can find it for cheap. And for no other reason Double than Dash is Josh. worth $200 for a completely boxed version. From what I hear, it absolutely is. Whatever you <laughs> Spend can find 200 bucks. don't be a coward, listeners. <laughs> Give Nintendo more money. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, they definitely need that. Well, any, uh, any other last-minute additions caked onto this uh, two-hour whopper? I don't think so. Um... I already forgot. I'm going to kind of give a taste to what we're going to talk about next week, but I forget what my number seven was. Uh, oh, number eight, I mean. Oh, okay. I'm going to talk about Bulletstorm next week, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, I'll have a lot more to talk about with that one. Well, we'll be on like the same page because mine is Reach. Sweet. First-person shooter. First-person shooters. It's awesome. FPS episode. Hell yeah. It's phenomenal. And then we, uh, yeah. Dope. Fantastic. Well, I guess that uh that's that about wraps it up for us over here at the Tilted Casuals. Um yep. we're gonna leave you with the homework of playing one or both of these games if you have not yet. Then, uh, Let us know what you think. Yeah, leave us leave us your thoughts. I'll uh I'll throw another little interaction tidbit at the bottom of the episode and uh We'll go from there. Oh, and also, uh, they shouted us out, so I think it's only fair that we shout them out. Uh, there's a podcast called uh, Beards, Brews, and Bros, uh, Triple B. It's run partly by a good friend of mine, uh, Kyle K. Rob. I used to work with him uh, when I was younger. It's been 10-plus years ago. Um, and I haven't seen him in a millennia, it feels like, but we still catch up with each other on Facebook. But he and a couple other guys kind of talk about, kind of they talk about games a lot, but they also talk about, they're a couple of old men, so they talk about they are stuff from the old. 90s, and like stuff from the 90s before we were around. Because we're 90s kids, but not that 90s kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. A uh, bunch of cool shit. Go check them out. It's a great podcast. It's uh, Beards, Brews, and Bros. We're going to have K-Rob on at some point doing a collaboration. Um, and we're going to be on their podcast probably at some point, too. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, go check them out. They're great. Yeah, it's a very ch- it's a chill space. They're funny dudes down to earth. Absolutely. They just easy to get along with and listen to. Kind of like us, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, they don't talk about collaboration is nearly as much as we do, though. Unfortunately. So not the one as downside. good as us. Yeah. They're they're like right below us then. Mm-hmm. Poop and wieners just adds to it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh I guess that's it for us. And we'll uh, we'll it. see you guys next week with the, the first person shooter episode. Ooh, so excited. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you guys, and uh we'll uh we'll see you around. Until next see you around. Later. Bye. Bye.